Billionaire Tom Steyer is the 25th candidate to enter the Democratic presidential race. Steyer says he's looking forward to being completely ignored at the next debate. Anchorage, Alaska broke temperature records by reaching 90 degrees on the 4th of July. It's appropriate that it happened on July 4th because there's nothing more American than denying climate change. Thank you. (laughs) The verdict is still out on that joke, apparently. Eric Swalwell has dropped out of the presidential race. Upon hearing the news, Eric Swalwell was shocked to hear that he was, in fact, running for president. Sometimes you just have to be the guy who punches his time card, tells Biden he needs to pass the torch. You punch out on your time card, and then, you know, he passes the time card. The, he passes the torch <laughs> onto someone who can actually win. And sometimes you pass the torch onto someone who can read a joke. Uh, Tamara? A Washington, D.C. area man gave away a massive collection of historic newspapers dating back to the 1920s. It was difficult to understand the newspapers, however, because they did not use phrases like, I was shook, or all the feels. And finally, President Trump addressed the nation from the Lincoln Memorial on July 4th amid a parade of military tanks. He settled on a parade of tanks when advisors told him he couldn't make a cape out of the Constitution and get launched in on a stealth missile while humping the corpse of Betsy Ross. The Trump (laughs) Report starts now. TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> Yes, welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt. Very excited to be Trump reporting with all of you uh, in a different studio, so I forgot where to look, uh, even though the wide shot is always in the same place. So happy to be here. And look who's sitting next to me. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's Scott Moore. I know, crazy, right? I, I, really shaking things up. I haven't, I haven't it seen It wasn't just your... the earthquakes here in California. <laughs> no, that's Our true. audience is going to see your feud take place on, <laughs> that's on right. screen. Well, we're going we're gonna to hang a sheet between us, and he's not allowed to cross between us. Very, it happened one night. And on the far end of the desk is, of course, Tamara Brown. Hello. Who Brings the jokes from downtown, and I only say downtown because it rhymes with Brown. Mm-hmm. And uh, also here <laughs> oh, for the first yes. time ever, Shaka Smith. What's Thank up? you for What's being up? here. We Absolutely. appreciate you taking the time. Uh, and uh, we've been we've been doing the show for oh, how many how long how long ago? Uh, almost four years, <laughs> but three full years yes. we've been doing the show now. <laughs> Better late than never to join. And we appreciate you joining yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, thank so you. thank you. And uh, yeah, so there's a there's a lot to talk about. One of the first things that we discussed. Uh, there at the top of the show was the, you know, you, a lot of times they say when you know one door opens uh, or one door shuts, another one opens. But I would like some of these doors to just stay shut for people running for uh, the Democratic nomination. Eric Swalwell gets out, and you know, I I tried to tell a joke that didn't actually have the words in the right order, but. If you felt like he was there to get in a good zinger at Biden and he really wasn't going to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, maybe we're starting to get a little bit more manageable. But no, because Tom Steyer is, uh, you know, in the uh, in, entitled white guy uh, uh, world of Me Too, not the Me Too we hear about, but like, hey, Me Too, I want to be a president. So mm-hmm. now he's in and I'm like, why is this guy running? There's enough. Like, none of these people are going to be president. All 25 of them, none of them are going to be president. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like. First of all, I like imagine. The person who misunderstands what hashtag Me Too is and yeah. thinks that all of well, those he, tweets are about. Well, there are people that think that Me Too means, yeah, Me Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So, wait, does Harvey Weinstein joining the presidential race? I'm so confused. 
Uh, you know what? If he did, I think he would probably campaign in Wisconsin. I'm just going to say that he probably would have the uh, foresight to do that. But, uh, so, oh how many is too many? Shaka, this is your first time talking about this topic, and uh, it doesn't matter where anybody is on the political spectrum. What do you think when you hear that there are 25 people vying for the nomination of the Democratic candidate? Uh, you know, I, I like it because I think, uh, for me, being a little bit more, at least on the left when it comes to Trump, I, I like having more voices that are amplified sure. to call him out. Um, you notice if he does anything, they're actually asking pretty much all the Democratic candidates what they think about it. Um, so even though a little bit of turning on each other, I think they're all unified generally in con- kind of calling out Trump when he does do something. And so the more voices that are amplified doing that, I'm all for it. Well, I think that, Tamara, when we do have a nominee that all of these uh, other 24 people are, aren't going to be like, oh, well, I'm definitely throwing in with Trump. I mean, I think yeah. that you know Kamala Harris and Joe Biden seem to have had the most uh, friction there on the Mm -hmm. debate stage. But obviously, either one of them being the nominee, I I can't imagine the other not endorsing them. Uh, Do you feel like it will be that unified front, or do you expect the kind of chaos and division that'll make this show a lot more fun over the next year? I expect it to be... Steyer joining the race is going to be completely boring. He might as well not. (laughs) Like the, The next debate... He might get in a handful of words. There's not going to be just just like every other. Um, uh, let's see. Can I remember like Delaney and oh. all, all of the other like minor players that you know maybe had a soundbite here or there, but really didn't make any sort of significant impact. I he's just going to be another one. I really don't know what he sees himself gaining from joining the race at this point. I think it's that thing. I keep I keep remembering if, if anybody watched Game of Thrones how they described uh, Khaleesi at the end of, you know, when, when you're told that you are the savior over and over and over again, you, you think that you have this power and you can do no wrong. And as a billionaire who, you know, has gathered this, like, following of people who have uh, are, are with him on the uh, what his impeach campaign, uh, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that they, they their ego gets so inflated that they're just like, well, I've gotten all of these people to follow me. Why can't I follow, you know, all the way into battle, you know? Well, I think that sort of inflated sense <laughs> of self-importance and just completely living in a bubble is why somebody like Bill de Blasio thinks he should run for president. I mean, he couldn't be more hated in the city that he's mayor for. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he he has been elected. So, and re-elected. And re-elected. <laughs> but at, at the yeah. same time, it's like, we, you know, you can't, you can't be popular there. You know, you're not carrying all five mm-hmm. boroughs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he did those events, which we talked about on the show, where zero people showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, to me... You're like, no, well, people actually left yeah, when he showed Yeah, we're, we're, yeah we're like negative people, because there <laughs> were some, and then they left. And, you know, when you have an event and no one's there, that might be the tea leaf that, you know, people aren't that interested in what I have to say. Uh, Scott, kind of as an overview, because uh, we we did our uh, debate two-night coverage. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, the, none of us were actually on the panel together. Uh, no. Obviously, Shaka, mm-hmm. you weren't here. Yeah, we, but we, we uh, I did the, the second night. night. Scott I did the and I night. were on the yeah. first, first night. The first night, that's true. Chelsea. Uh, I did the second night with uh, Chelsea and Drexel, uh, who somehow found his uh, found his way to the studio for the first time in like six mm. months. That's right. That's a, that's a shot at you, Drexel. <laughs> don't, drag, uh, don't drag Drexel. <laughs> He's like, what did I do? I did your favorite. I don't care. No, we always appreciate it. But uh, so just uh, I, the, the state of these... 
uh, these what double bakers dozen <laughs> worth of candidates. Uh, wh- wh- where do you where do you see it now? And obviously, there's plenty of time, but there's only two weeks until another debate. You know, so what do you think uh, that debate's going to look like? And uh, can you project anything? Outward for the for the race as well, a whole, the, just through the end of this year before we get. to Well, I was going to say, I, I kind of, I, I think the big joke was uh, Larry Sabato, uh, the, the Virginia political science professor, always said, "I want to have thirty one candidates do the Baskin Robbins thirty one flavors," because oh, it was like one of those idea. things where it was so hard to differentiate some of the people. And I was like, well, "Let's just get up to thirty one at this <laughs> point." I kind of agree with you though. Like we talked about Chuck like before, is that I think the more voices, the better mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. And it's going to be a trend going forward on both parties whenever there's not an incumbent running. is Everyone's going to jump in, especially now with social media and everything else. It's so much easier. But there's certain people like Tom Steyer that should have just used his money in better ways. Yeah. Use it to amplify his causes, but also maybe put behind certain candidates that he believes in that actually have more of a chance. My concern is that he's going to end up using the money and then running as an independent or something like that that's going to take votes away from the liberal wing. Um, and, you know, it's the same thing we talked about um, I think we talked about it last time. Maybe it was with the, the, the first debate night. It's just how certain candidates might be better suited to run for Senate or local or statewide races versus the presidential run. And I think they know that, too. Like, so many yeah. of them, their motive is just to get their name out there so that people can be more familiar with them for those sort of local races. So, yeah. Or appointments later. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like we talked about, too. I said I, I watched the, the first night, and I'm like, I see a lot of good cabinet people in yeah. this mix on the first night. And I, I do think as we move forward, we are going to see more people drop out. But like you were saying, once Eric Swallow dropped out, which I was expecting, we thought the numbers would start dwindling instead of just evening it out by now having... Tom Steyer uh, run in, like, too. These debates are for Democrats to pick their kickball yeah. team. That's yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> what were you going to say, Shaka? In this day and age, things change so quickly mm-hmm. with Twitter and public sentiment. You know, you know, uh, a story from 20 years ago might, you know, like knock out two people the next day. Right. So I think it's also a game of stay in the race the longest and see who gets bruised by some outside causes. Right. Um, yeah, it's like musical chairs where yeah. all of a sudden, like, ten of the chairs could just get kicked over and yeah. you're like, oh, wait, I'm actually still standing. Yeah. And, look, I am uh, fully in favor of if if uh, white men think that they uh, have enough to say, go ahead and run for president. That's right. I'm on your side, white guys, if you want to <laughs> run. But you feel like so many of them are kind of saying the same things. Like Swalwell had his zinger, which he loved so much he used it twice. Mm-hmm. And that was really... Which was great. what? Which was uh, Joe Biden passed the, the torch. torch. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I saw you... I mean, look, it's a good line that he saw him, what, 30 years ago, and Joe Biden says, time to pass the torch. Well, Joe, time for you to pass the torch. Yeah. Great, but don't say it twice. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it was literally all he had. And it's like, well, yeah. Well, how different was he from Hickenlooper? And mm-hmm. I, I, look, we will never actually say out loud, President Hickenlooper. It's not happening. I just, I, I just, you know, Senator Hickenlooper, maybe. That's why he should run for Colorado Senate. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, look, I mean, look, we know what's legal in Colorado. They'll vote for. They'll literally vote for anything. So, you know, there's, he has just as good a chance as. I'll uh, take a well, parlay well, on Hickenlooper and Warren. Uh, it's like what betting terms? Oh guys. yeah, so you, oh, well we could we could do a trifecta. If, <laughs> yeah, I if you want to put yeah. in somebody as Secretary of State, exactly. Because uh, I still feel like that we've got the top five, and, and the, they're going to be pretty steady at least yeah. through most of the year uh, between Biden and Warren and Sanders, uh, Kamala Harris and well, Buttigieg. But well, I think Beto's got some. I think he's got some zingers left in him. I think he's got. Some it's about all he's got. He doesn't have much money. Well, he's going to have to acquit himself soon. Yeah. And I think he's got a posture that does lend itself to public sentiment. So he's 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 got. 
the things. Yeah, I think he's definitely a guy who, no, he, as I've said many times on the show, he could not win an election running against uh, Count Chocula. He did not beat Ted Cruz. (laughs) But he does have support and he has excitement. Would you look at all these candidates on that stage? How many of them are people actually excited about? I'm I'm not saying none, but there are, you know, how passionate are Joe Biden supporters? Are they just throwing in on Biden because they think he's going to be the nominee? Exactly. You know, like, yeah, I want to get in early. Mm -hmm. You know, let me buy let me buy my stock on old Joe Biden at this point. So that's exactly what I've said too. Is that and we talked about this on the first debate night. Is that it's different than a workhorse type candidate for even statewide for governor or senate or your reps. You can have the more bland personalities because you know you're voting them to go to work. But when you are voting for a president, you want to feel passionate. You want to feel like they're a great leader. Yeah. You want to feel like you want to go out and vote for that person. And and that's what's the turnout. It's not just to vote against Trump. It's like who's that person that's really going to motivate as many people as possible to go out and be excited to go vote. So, yeah. again, yeah, I, I do kind of agree with you, Christian. I don't know who that person is right now. That's drawing those type of people that are like, yes, we can't wait to go vote. And right, it's like well, Joe I mean, Biden's like more of the Kamala's kind of getting there, which yeah. which I always felt like she was running from behind. Mm-hmm. And it's surprising to me that she's swelled in support. And so I'm interested in seeing kind of how that goes into the next debate and the next mm-hmm. debate. If she's able to carry this momentum on for an, uh, another debate, I think she'll kind of emerge as a clear front runner. Also, I mean, I, I think that she handled herself very well in the debate, but she also did, yeah. I think Biden was like, oh, wait, I should have prepped for this thing? <laughs> Don't you guys remember me and Obama? We're like the team. You know, he really felt like he was the guy who was like the most popular in high school, but then it was like the first day of college and you look around like, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This is this is actually, I, I, I should have studied. Yeah. I should have yeah. actually done something. Yes. And, and he was a little I rusty. I should have just been riding trains all day. He was know. very rusty and that did show and I think that was part of the thing is he and, didn't feel like he had it, to prepare as If much. there was anything that he should have been prepared of it was the racial issues that mm-hmm. Kamala Harris right, but yeah. anything else he could have he could have winged it right. that was the one and you know I think that I think he'll ultimately be fine whether he's the nominee or not that certainly remains to be seen but uh, I think if if he has anything that's even remotely like a clunker in the second debate mm-hmm. yeah. you know I mean if if people remember maybe they don't but the the first Obama Mitt Romney debate Romney really ran circles around yeah. it and like it was just it was Impressive and stunning, mm-hmm. but then the next time Obama came out, I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot it. I, I had a smoke before, <laughs> so now I'm ready." And I'm talking about cigarettes. I'm not implying anything. Yeah. We all know that he likes cigarettes. <laughs> so uh, anyway, have they said how they're dividing up the debates yet? As far as is that still to come? No, I, I, the next one is, is uh, CNN, and, and I think they've actually they've ratcheted up the the polling. Yeah, but I yeah. I, I think sure the number's going to be. I, so I feel yeah. like Steyer can't be on that debate because he right. just got in. And I don't but, know if he's going to have the the numbers in the yeah, but. I'd but if he does, that, that'll be. I'd be uh, curious how they're going to split the nights yeah. up this time because it was very top heavy for the top. Yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously in the second night. And that reminds me, the two programming notes. Uh, so next week, we'll be on Wednesday at the same time, 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern, mm-hmm. because uh, uh, Bob Mueller, I don't know who he is, but apparently <laughs> he's got something to say. So we're going to talk about that on Wednesday instead of, like, you know, doing the Tuesday show. What do you think he's going to say? Mm. So we're going to uh, actually have the Mueller report. Yeah. Well, we'll have, yeah, exactly. well, there you go. Somebody, somebody can uh, yeah. do a Photoshop on that. And I believe the week after is already more debates. I think it's because that's the end of July, right? So so, no, uh, what, oh, what an two, exciting time the, to be alive! Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the regular week, the week after, and, and then right. the debates because it's the thirty first. Yeah. So, uh, so 
all right. So just next week right, is what we're going to worry about right now. But mm-hmm. we're working on scheduling that exciting debate coverage mm-hmm. that uh, I stayed awake for half an hour the first one. But I watched all of the second. I did watch it. I watched them both. No, no, but I couldn't. I just I fell asleep watching it. <laughs> and I'm just like it was like was it six <laughs> thirty? Anyway, so I but uh, I I will uh, I will do my best to uh, to be all hick and looper all the time. <laughs> uh, what so uh, let's see so there's a uh, other you know sort of one of the things I was referencing before was the 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 Biden sort of uh, well I guess he tried to apologize but. One of the an endorsement that would help, obviously, one of course, there's the uh, the support getting an endorsement from Michelle Obama would carry. It would also help, you know, dim some of that spotlight on uh, what is it, what is his deal with uh, you know <laughs> with with black people with anything you know what what you know why does he think that uh, segregationists are okay, but. Just in general, you know, having a, a popular first lady, somebody that I think a lot of people would like to have seen on that debate stage, you know, right. they could have they traded in five or six of those mm-hmm. candidates if it meant, you know, mm-hmm. getting a one Michelle Obama on there. But she's uh, is staying back. And I'm wondering, Scott, I'll ask you first, do you think there's more to that or it's just too early to endorse something or was the Obama-Biden team not the one-two punch that Biden was trying to sell us uh, well, on the debate stage? I, I Look, I mean, she's first lady and it's not the president, not President Obama. So there's a little bit of a difference there too. But I, I do think that they are holding off because their endorsements carry a lot of weight. Not saying that they don't want to go in on Biden, but I, I, I don't expect that you would hear from President Obama or Michelle Obama at this point, uh, at this point in the race, um, and and not so much again that they're they're not supportive of him. I think it's just like most people is they want they want to shop around still. Not saying he's not a great potential candidate, but as most of us talked about, I think you know he had his time, and so mm-hmm. kind of like Eric Swallow said. But and so I think maybe there is a little bit of reluctance to say, okay, we're all in on Biden right now when we're a year and a half away because who knows. You know what's going to happen, um, but I think if, like we said, if it comes down to it, she will. But I, uh, any kind of issues or anything with them, I think, would be overblown at this point. Well, I think she just said she was at the essence fest. Yes, and she just said so. She, yeah, so she's not. So they're not going to until the general. So they're just going to go with the, the nominee. Right, which is yeah. the easy yeah. answer, and I think they will endorse people as it gets a little bit closer. Oh, you think they will? I think so, that. but I, 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 as it gets a little bit, but I, again, I don't think they want to, to influence it and, and make it seem like, because it carries so much weight to yeah. say at this point in the game, oh, you should go after, you know, support Biden or... And anyone else? I, so for them, it's like it carries a lot of weight. Marianne Williamson. That's why I think they're going to throw their weight behind. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. look, I think we can all throw our weight behind uh, Marianne Williamson. Now I wish yeah. uh, Chelsea were here because obviously we love having Chelsea on, but also because you know she's. I only knew Marianne Williamson's name because Chelsea had talked about her a few <laughs> times, and uh, now I'm just it's it's just kind of a, a delightful anomaly of, of like wait that's somebody running for president. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaka, what do you think? Uh, would how much would it impact the race? Do you think if uh, if Michelle Obama actually were to be like, oh, you know, it doesn't endorse Biden, but kind of says, oh, you know what? I think that that that's a sincere apology. We should give him a chance. So that's not an endorsement, yeah. but that's an acceptance of what he said, which she didn't do that either. Though. Yeah, yeah. I think it operates as an endorsement. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a huge problem with for Biden amongst African Americans is that, that especially the embrace the embracing some of these old racists as friends and saying, you know, so I think that could be a potential problem and if she does that I think it really erases that so it could be a huge game changer mm-hmm. for him 
And I don't think they're comfortable doing that. And I think there is a little bit of a generational divide between the Obamas and um, Biden because I do think they're a little bit more left than he is. And so I don't think... I think a lot of the things they want, they didn't think were possible, and now they seem possible. So they might actually want a candidate that's a little bit more left than than Biden. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tamara, do you feel like an endorsement of a former first lady is uh, particularly helpful? And uh, if so... Where is Laura Bush's endorsement in this race? <laughs> How many former first ladies besides Hillary are still alive? Laura and Rosalind Carter. Don't forget uh, Rosalind Carter. Okay. And Lady Bird Johnson, Johnson finally uh, yes. did. She lived uh, to quite a, a ripe old so we age. Three. We just have three. Mm-hmm, yeah. three. Wow. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's... Mm-hmm. Well, who's killing off the first ladies? Well, we have four. <laughs> we I mean, including, <laughs> including Michelle Roman. Okay, well, so okay, what, right. I'm sorry. What so, was the question? Uh, how helpful do you think uh, you know an endorsement from a first lady uh, really is, especially this far out? But is Michelle Obama really the only one that matters? I'd, I'd say hers mm-hmm. certainly mo- carries the most weight, right. for sure. Hundred um, percent. But it's interesting that I I don't know I don't know, but I, I think it's interesting that. I don't. I'm not 100 percent confident that a, a woman can win this race. Uh, I don't think the country. Do you mean I, in 2020 mm-hmm. or just sort of uh, ever? Uh, in 2020. There's the clip from the episode, Ryan. I mean, that's uh, that's a good question. I, I still don't Hello, think ever. Still don't think the country uh, is is ready for that. Apparently, so um, anyway, so it's just interesting to me that. A first lady's endorsement would carry so much weight when they're like, "Well, we want we want to hear from a smart, capable woman," <laughs> but of course, we don't want one. We don't want, it, we, we, don't want we don't want one right. in power. But yeah. We want, we, we want her opinion yeah. on yes. which guy should be <laughs> yes. in power. Exactly. Exactly. Do you think, speaking of uh, former first ladies, would a Hillary Clinton endorsement help? Or hurt? Would it be one of those? No thanks. No thanks, Hillary. I'm good. I, I don't. I don't need the endorsement. I'm mm-hmm. talking about right now, today. Maybe in the general, it could it could help you by point oh oh five percent or something. <laughs> Do you, well, it's literally. I mean, I it would want... probably help someone like Steyer. <laughs> Nobody knows who he is. You're like, wait, Hillary likes Steyer? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. Exactly. He would get the uh, the the prices. Uh, right. The recognition yeah. nod. Yeah, I think it would be a big a big a big deal because you, know, you would get her endorsement with none of her negatives. You know, they really hammered her on Benghazi. They really hammered her on really fun yeah. things she had done. And though they've demonized her, it was based on the actions that they were able to pin right. to her. And she um, had a cough. Let's not no. forget that she had a cough. <laughs> okay. So I, I think it would ultimately help um, to get, especially this far out, to get that that boost. Sorry, Scott, I really felt like you were about to say something. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I don't think it would be as much of a boost as, say, Michelle Obama. Oh, yeah. Sure. It might yeah. be more than Rosalind Carter, but... <laughs> but I think but she, more than Martha Washington, let's be honest, let's be honest. <laughs> but I think she still has enough of negatives that it's not going to help anyone, where there might be some women, like suburban uh, Republican women that are more moderate, that you know might have been leaning towards, open to voting for a Democrat that's really, you know... In the Midwest, the place that we need it might be more excited to hear from Michelle Obama with the backup of oh, who they're yeah. supporting versus who she wants. So yeah. uh, that that's the only thing. Uh, do I think like if Bill Clinton still carries some weight, even though there's controversy behind him now with yeah. going back to Me Too and everything? Yeah, I still he, think he, he does. Yeah, Bill as a, Clinton as a, doesn't have great taste in friends. As, <laughs> let's let's yes. be honest. Well, that's what I said. Rich, and Donald Trump, Jeffrey he's, Epstein. He's, yeah. he's he's the Democrats version yeah. of Donald Trump, and I've said that for yeah. years. Yeah. Um, but I still think he would. 
carry as as a yeah. former president and uh, that still yeah. has some popularity that he would have some weight with his endorsement uh, versus Jimmy Carter, for instance. I was going to say, but who does else. Carter like? Yeah, so who does Carter want to build houses? That's with? That's true. <laughs> uh, that, that's the good question. Yeah, who does Jimmy Carter and Rosalind Carter want to? Uh, well, build? we could uh, talk about this all day, mm-hmm. but we're going to be talking about it for another year and a half. So yeah, let's cool. move on. Uh, now, uh, who here on the panel uh, took the time to watch President Trump's Fourth of July festivities on the Mall? I had a friend who uh, theorized when the early part of the day there was just a torrential downpour uh, was said that they were excited to see uh, President Trump's uh, salute to pneumonia. That was my friend Rob's joke. I'm not taking credit for it. I'm giving him the uh, the vig on that one. But uh, I uh, referred to this, the title of this episode is uh, Tribute to All Countries, parentheses, but mostly America, which is <laughs> anybody who went to Disneyland and saw the Muppet Vision 4D, that's, mm-hmm. that's the way that they celebrate uh, there. And it's kind of felt like, well, it's like that. It's like America is so great. But, and personally, I, by the way, I think that the most offensive thing, well, I can't say that. I think a very <laughs> offensive thing about Donald Trump is the idea of making America great again. And I was like, you know, there's flawed and problems. We're like, it's pretty great. What are you going to compare it to? You know? Syria? Uh, Cuba? I could just do four more of those, but I won't. So, hey, I'm like, I like Cuba. I've been a couple times. And it was, you want to live there? Fun. I don't know if I want to live there now. Do you want to get open heart surgery there? <laughs> yes. You sure? Well, you you want to not have to pay for it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You, no, I think they have very good trained good doctors there. Yeah. They have great health care there. No, absolutely. Well, great. Yes. At Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. So there you go. That's, that's yeah. where, yeah, so the next time you need a procedure, exactly. I'll make sure we do a GoFundMe to get you to Havana. So I, I think that... If you felt like it was genuine love for America and he just wanted to to do, you know, if he meant what he said, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, that's a, that's a great thing to do. Uh, I guess Harry Truman was the last president to address the country on the 4th of July on the National Mall like that. And so, you know, there it's is just, there like, is a history for it. After World War II. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Exactly. Very different times. Yeah. <laughs> just a little. Come on, it's not that different. <laughs> yeah. You know, they had Captain America. We have Captain America now. It's really the same thing, mm-hmm. in all honesty. No, so I, I just feel like, obviously, what once you get into like, I really like how Kim Jong Un has those tanks. Can we get tanks? And then you know, a lot of the questions were about not questions, but the criticisms were about all the money they were spending. And I'm like, look, the way that the federal government spends money, this is the least of it. Right. You know, spending it on some parade that if people really felt moved by it, uh, I, I I think that that would have been it would have been fine. But you know, look, I, on uh, another show that that I'm on, I, I sort of casually mentioned that we were going to be that other. Show was going to be away for the 4th of July and it's like it's alright because we love America and my host was like well I'm not going to say that I'm like really? We can't say that so less about Trump's thing is it all right to celebrate America at this point? Uh, Shaka, I'm going to start with you as the guest. Uh, do you, is it all right? Do you feel like it's all right to say that? Because I was just surprised. I'm like, well, we can't say that anymore? Is it all right to celebrate America? Yeah, yeah of course you can celebrate America. I, I, yeah, I'm not pretending yeah. there isn't anything wrong. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, I think we can celebrate America. I think people just obviously had an issue with Trump and the way he's undercutting sure. some places Absolutely. and then getting money from other places. So I... 
And it came off as something not as a salute to America, but really a salute to Trump. How could he make history? How could he get his name out there even more and do things even that haven't more, been done more, before? More than having the number of buildings with his name on it throughout the course <laughs> well, of the world. I, think I was going to say United States, and I realized, like, wait, they're all yeah. over the place. No, I, I think, think there's he, one in Moscow. Anyway. He's really concerned, I think, with his place in history yeah. now. And so I think he's trying to do things that he views as historic right. one at a time. Which, look, a lot yeah. of presidents do that. You you yeah. really felt like Obama was very focused on his legacy in the second term. but Legislatively, like, though. Right. Well, not, yeah, but not, yeah. not, yeah, no, no, I, I agree. But it, it, the extent and sort of the way that uh, that Trump is going about legacy building, you're starting to think like, oh, does he does he think he's getting reelected? Yeah. Does he not want to? Which yeah. th- that theory is certainly out there. I'm still of the theory, by the way, that what Trump wants more than anything is to win reelection, to prove he could do it. Yeah. But then be like, oh yeah, but I don't want it. So oh, but uh, Pence, is, Pence through, is your though, guy yeah. now. No, you, you, <laughs> Pence is going to do it. I'm going to go to Mar-a-Lago. I just wanted to show you all that I could win. Uh, but the the bigger question, Tamara, uh, do you feel just across these United States, whether you're here in uh, in Hollywood or, uh, you know, in the middle of the country, uh, amongst the elites, you know, if you're summering in the vineyard or out in Nantucket, is it all right to say on the 4th of July, like, oh, there's a song called God Bless America. Can we say that? Or... Is the problem one with the God, the word God? Not everyone believes in God, and two, not everyone <laughs> believes in America. I do think that because it, it, not just there is a, a faction of of Americans now who are so hyper nationalistic and and take every opportunity to wear their version of patriotism literally on their sleeve by flying flags and putting the symbolism all over everything and. That sort of hyper, what I'll say is pseudo-patriotism, but that hyper-patriotism bordering on nationalism, it does make a lot of other people feel more reluctant to fly a flag outside of their house when maybe normally they would because they don't want to be lumped in with um, a, a faction of Americans that they don't necessarily uh, align with politically. I know personally, um, I, you know, I do, uh, I've mentioned that, like, I, I do a lot of uh, volunteer work with the Hollywood American Legion, so I do, uh, I'm working with a lot of veterans organizations, and every year I go into high schools to interview high school girls for this program called Girls State, and when I go into the high school and say I'm representing this veterans organization, and it's a white lady coming into their school talking about military and the veterans, and I feel I, I feel like they're assuming that I'm coming from like you know a very conservative side. So I kind of let them know that that's not where I'm coming from right. because at where we are right now, and not just because of Trump. I think ever since probably slowly building since post 9/11, certainly heightened by the Tea Party, and then you know brought up to its zenith uh, once Trump was elected. But like this. This like hyper nationalism, like I've said, is really has really bubbling to the surface, and it, it's made a lot of people feel un, uh, un, a little bit uncomfortable with not. I'm not saying not being patriotic, but just not putting it on display because right. that can often often be misinterpreted. So, well, Scott, is it as simple as people don't maybe want to put the flag out because they think that might be interpreted as oh, that's somebody who loves Trump. Could it be that simple? Well, I, kind of going what Tamara was saying, I, what has sort of happened is that, like religion, um, the party has sort of co-opted patriotism and, and the military, and it, and, it, and it became like, oh, if you support the military and you're patriotic and you're religious, then you're a Republican because they've 
tried to co-opt that, that patriotism. And so to me, I kind of equate patriotism a lot to like religion where it's like some people are going to literally wear it on their sleeve. They're going to be very vocal about it and they're, you know, and other people still love their country, but they don't need to go out every day and be wearing a a flag pin and, and putting their flag out in the front of their house and, so there are so different wait, you levels. Don't, you, don't, you don't want to see my Mount Rushmore back tat. That's not how we're going to end the show tonight. You don't have a Nixon one like. Well, I can't. I can't show like that. You can't just say that. The, 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 the Nixon I one I can't show. That's show. That, that, that's that's for the premium subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. Get the Trump report after dark. Exactly. Our Patreon subscribers. Oh, oh yes. That's what we need. Sorry. I, I, but, I know. I I just wormed my way. No, into but that. Your but that's basically. I think like Tamara's saying is that in a lot of ways the the military, the religious faction, and then, of course, the patriotism faction has sort of been co-opted by a political party, whereas it used to be very generalized that we as a country were all, you know, supportive and and, and we all know, again, that the country is far from perfect, but I do think that it's not, and it shouldn't just be a co-opted thing for one political party. It should be for everybody. And again, having Trump turn it into something at the 4th of July in the Washington Mall turned it into more of a political type thing, especially with a person who is deeply not trusted and disliked makes it into a political thing even if you are saying it's not um he again co-opted into a political party type event and not a america type event which is unfortunate to that point what i thought was good because i'm on twitter a lot and i what i thought is people were saying that this is what america really is though and i saw a lot of pushback of people saying you're not going to define what Mm -hmm. America really is or what we believe America is. You're not going to kind of water down our patriotism and tell us we're not patriots, defining it on what you believe it is. And so I I liked seeing that pushback, and I love... I kind of like that Donald Trump uses Twitter because I like that we have that medium of people to respond to him and mm-hmm. to and to engage more themselves and you know it's kind of spanning ages and yeah and look so, he doesn't see all of it but you know no. he sees some of it well, like, yeah, of he, he, you know he can't pretend that he doesn't see right yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. which by the way you saw that the, the yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. yeah he can't he can't, he can't uh, block. block people it's unconstitutional if he's going to be a, a public are you are you blocked person. by I'm not I've, I've tried to I've tried to, to be blocked, blocked so that I could sue them and it just hasn't happened well just to be able to have that that screen grab as your profile picture. That says add S Man 80. Donald Trump is exactly. But like you were saying, I, just real quick, uh, I, I agree with you, and I, I, a lot of times I'll get into social media arguments with people, and I'll say one of the most patriotic things you can do is be able to push back, like when it goes back to women's soccer and, and Megan Rapinoe, and you know, being able to say, hey, I don't agree with what my government's doing right now. I do not agree with this president or whatever. That is one of the most patriotic things you can do, and that is something that, to me, if you're falling in line behind somebody or something, then you're not. Uh, really truly being patriotic so I think it's great that people were pushing back like yeah. you said that's, that is what it is to be an American in my opinion uh, well yeah let us know uh, in the live chat or the archive chat what you think and uh, we will uh, try and uh, incorporate those comments into next week's episode which as I mentioned will be Wednesday at 7 Eastern 4 Pacific uh, before we run out of time Shaka one of the things that I know you were interested in making sure we talked about today was this idea that President Trump is determined to have a uh, citizenship question on uh. The census, Jeez, which yeah. is what we have next year, <laughs> yeah. and you know we, we have a census next year. We're going to have a presidential election, so obviously this is all very important. Uh, so I'd like to start with you, just get your reaction to how determined the president is 
in getting a citizenship question on the census. Uh, of all the things Donald Trump has said or done, this is probably the scariest because we have this... Which, system. of course, is saying something. Yeah, which okay. really is because yeah. we have the system of checks and balances. And the Supreme Court just said, you know, give us back another reason why you want this census question included, but really you can't have it there. And so the fact that he's willing and still looking to defy what the Supreme Court said, um, that really would kind of upend the whole system of checks and balances. And that, to me, is really dangerous. So the fact that he's saying they're looking at options to con- somehow include it, even though it's been a rule that can't be included, is really concerning. So I, I'm watching that one the closest of all. And, uh, Scott, what do you think are some of the ways that... I mean, so how can he basically force its way in there? I mean, uh, what, if, what is your understanding for how, even though it's been ruled that it can't be included, how might he be able to go about it? I know this might be a Chelsea question. Well, he, he really can't. I mean, there's been some talks, oh, you can do executive order. Can he just get this, every physical this. paper, uh, 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 actual census, and just write a question on there? And <laughs> yeah. just circle yes or no? <laughs> well, that's my concern is that, he, like you were saying, and it's been a concern of mine, too, is that he's continuing to defy the checks and balances and thinks he can get away with it. And I've talked about this before. If he loses re-election next year, is he going to have to be physically kicked out? Is yeah. he going to now all of a sudden run for a third term if he wins yeah. and just say, well, I can do whatever I want, even though in the Constitution you can't? So I am concerned about how far he tries to push it. And then on the other hand, I'm like, is he is he purposely trying to get impeached so that he can be the martyr? Because he, I feel like he keeps trying to push it to see how far he can go until he's he gets slapped. It's and, crazy. And part of my concern is, and I think the Supreme Court would rule on it before, but they could just go to print and put it on there and send it out and, and make make it kind of be stopped by the Supreme Court. But the problem is I think he's going to go as far as he can go, and he's always been able to get away with things. And uh, I, I, there really is no option for him unless he really comes back with a legitimate or what the Supreme Court thinks is a legitimate reason, which we all know it's not and really And they missed a deadline for it, yeah. Technically, yeah, because yeah. they're supposed to start printing at the end of the month of July. But, you know, that that's the frustrating thing is that I feel like he's just going to go and do whatever he wants and then wait for the Supreme Court to come back and say, are, no, absolutely not. Are you start suggesting now. that the federal government would miss a deadline and do something late? Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I know, crazy. That's not the America yeah. that I love, my friend. I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Shaka? Oh, I, well, I think the, the deadline, I think, was Friday to give a response as to, right. you know, what was the alternative. So, I mean, there's really... Yeah. I, and what concerns me the most most is Barr going and saying mm-hmm. that, oh, they think they have some legal means to do it, because there really should no, there, there are no legal means, so what are they cooking up and they've switched the teams, yeah. so right. to me, this is yes. the biggest thing that's really concerning switching, about this presidency. Switching the legal teams was a little scary, yeah. it's like, let's go for the team that's really going to play dirty, than the other ones yeah. that are saying, oh, look, you really can't do it. I mean, so that, it is a concern. I've never seen an administration try to like directly defy what the Supreme Court just ruled on. And so. people that just continue <laughs> to support and be like, it's okay, there's no problems here, and that's my concern, too, is that enough people continue you need to just be like, sure, yeah. whatever he wants. Tamara, are you here legally? <laughs> is this is this the platform I choose to answer that question? Look, uh, you you can, I can choose. Tell you, this. you can choose not to. <laughs> you I can, can tell choose you this. not to answer. My my immigrant relatives did not come here legally. Oh. You know, I I was born here. Were my predecessors? Uh, they they. Didn't come legally, and they had that option. Uh, and and uh, I mean, the census. The purpose of the census is to take a uh, realistic uh, count of what is a slice of America. And by excluding immigrants, it is not going to be accurate. I think but, we all know that. But we all know why, though. 
And it's, again, a power trip because then you can take resources away from big states like California and New York. Mm -hmm. Um, They're also going to affect Texas and Florida. But they're really trying to to shore up their Republican states because, again, they're going after everything they can do because they can't win on their own when the changing demographics. So what do you do? You you do what you can, and that's cutting out the power from the big states, taking – you know, congressional seats away from places like California and putting them in, in Republican uh, strongholds. And, and it's not even doing whatever they yeah. can do. It's it's what they've always done. Right. So this is just the now where we see it, we know what's going on, so we have these redistricting campaigns, mm-hmm. yeah. but they've always done this. You know? Right, but now they're just bringing it to another level, because yeah. now I feel like they can just, like you said, they can just do it out in the open now, and yeah. they don't have any repercussions anymore, so they're not uh, trying to hide it anymore. We, Christian, uh, we all, you, are, are you a citizen? <laughs> See, <laughs> but a question of where I'm a question. I'm a citizen of the world. All right, <laughs> I, 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 I'm very worldly, as you can tell from this show. Uh, but uh, no, you know what? I don't remember. Maybe I wasn't. You know, but as far as I know, look, I have papers <laughs> I that say remember. I was born in Goshen, New York. So that must be true, right? Uh, the real question I wanted to ask uh, Tamara is: uh, We do only have a couple minutes here. Uh, President Trump has the highest job approval of his career. I mean, I guess his career as president. I mean, maybe it was higher as host of The Apprentice, but forty-four uh, percent, which you know. I, I think that's less than half, but don't quiz me on that. Uh, does that number sound in any way surprising to you? I mean, I guess not, because most people aren't. What, 44% are is It's an ABC yeah. News poll, and, you know, and whatever margin for error. You know, but I mean, as far, as far as jobs go, yeah, I would assume 44 people... Forty-four percent. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Forty-four people. Forty-four people. Forty-four people are in favor of Trump at this point. That seems about right. No. What was I going to say? Real quick, though, is that I do. I've been like, are his jobs numbers so? Great, because everybody has three jobs, and so that's why employment is at 300%. One thing real fast is, is something that they pointed out a lot when Obama was president. When unemployment numbers go down, there's always there, – you can ha- you can be unemployed. You can be on unemployment for mm-hmm. about six months. Mm-hmm. So then the numbers go down because you might not have a job, but you're, but you're not on unemployment. Yeah. So you yeah, might exactly. be unemployed. Yeah. So the unemployment numbers can go down, but that doesn't mean that the job numbers go up. Right. It's also an issue of where the jobs are. Yeah, I, Absolutely. I, I think it speaks to the fact that the country isn't in tatters and we do have a system that does work. Yeah. Um, I think people is, like expected that the country would have blown up by now, yeah. too. So I do think people are like, okay, well... Uh, some people yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're still here. We're not in know? nuclear war. Yeah. We're doing AOC. Yeah. We're still here. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, 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 but the, the funny thing about or it we're is we're doing like, AOC. The, <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> I know her. It, it's funny that poll, he's ha- you know he'll be supporting this type of poll or the Rasmussen poll which always leans Republican to say, oh, look, I have a 51% approval rating. Sure. But then whenever it comes to him being behind, then all of a sudden the polls are fake and they're not real. So, again, you could say the same thing. You have to take the polls with a grain of salt. And also, where is the 44% support coming from? Because it doesn't matter if it's coming from Alabama. You know, it's going to matter in the swing states, in the upper Midwest, and, you know, that's going to define the election. And that's what the article went on to say, which is true. He's still in danger of of winning re-election. Yeah, those rallies are full. Those rallies are full. (laughs) I mean, I got to say, yeah, I mean, 
mean, and look, he's always happy to let you know that people yeah. wait like overnight for hours to oh, get yeah. into those rallies. So look, you know, look, I mean, people like Nickelback too. I mean, they, <laughs> they have a number of platinum records. All right, well, was, something I read something yesterday about how uh, images of of his supporters and MAGA hats turned out to be stock photos to make like a diverse population of people like oh, in, uh, holding no. his signs and, and in the caps. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, as they say, we'll have to leave it right there. But Shaka, thank you so much yeah, for joining us today. Yeah. Please, please come back maybe on one of the debate nights. But where can people find you? Um, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Oh, Snapchat, good for you. Yeah. Glad people are keeping it alive. <laughs> Tamara, where do people find you? Hey, find me on YouTube at Hey Tamara. So uh, like those Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders videos while it's no longer relevant. <laughs> she's still funny, and whatever her next job's going to be, she's, she's going to be gonna running for be governor of Arkansas. And you know. Scott, where do people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, basically trying to get blocked by Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump <laughs> at SMAN80. One that's, day. That's SMAN80. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Matt Christian DMZ. And as I said before, you will be able to find us next Wednesday at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. Until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.